Welcome to Survival Matters, a podcast about surviving and flourishing in the 21st century. I'm Mark, your host from Australia 21. We are an independent, not-for-profit public policy think tank that does research on the critical social, environmental, economic and national security issues facing Australia. Last session, we spoke with Julian Cribb, who outlined the 10 mega threats to the survival of the human species, gave us ideas about what is needed to combat these challenges and how young people need to lead the way to a sustainable and flourishing future. This week, we're speaking with Hannah Ford. Hannah is a dedicated and passionate young environmentalist who has made significant achievements in the ACT as the state coordinator of the Australian Youth Climate Coalition. Her achievements include developing the concept and plan for the 2018 AYCC Sustainable Careers Panel to give young people in Canberra the opportunity to learn about possible career pathways and make connections with people in the field. Hannah has developed AYCC links with other environmental organisations and was also selected to take part in the National AYCC's Climate Leadership Group in recognition of her potential as a climate leader. Thanks for joining us, Hannah. Thank you for having me. Hannah, can you tell our listeners about your history of climate change activism? Yeah, uh, so I've grown up with a strong love for the environment, spending a lot of my childhood going camping, playing outside um, and exploring many of the world's natural wonders. I remember being as young as 12 years old and writing my first primary school project on climate change and the impacts on the Great Barrier Reef. It wasn't until 2015, when I was in year 11, that I started to turn this passion into action on the issues of climate change. I became part of the green team at my college and got my first taste of, you know, the significance of this global issue. I also participated in the People's Climate March in November of that year as well, which was a global march demanding world leaders take action on climate change in the lead up to the UN Climate Summit in Paris. My next eye-opening experience was at PowerShift in 2017, um, which was an AYCC-run conference bringing people together from around Australia to demand a serious plan for 100% renewable energy. PowerShift marked the start of my involvement with the Australian News Climate Coalition. So since then, I've taken part in events, rallies, protests and marches, which have all contributed to my growing awareness and drive for climate justice. Some more memorable experiences include standing in solidarity with Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander communities at a sit-in at Parliament House in late 2018. This was non-violent direct action, voicing the concerns of these communities demanding political accountability and urgent action against fracking in the Northern Territory, coal mining and water sharing. Um, More recently, the student strikes, which we'll, I'm sure, talk about later, for climate action in March of this year, which saw millions of students, teachers, parents and other supporters from around the world march to address the lack of political action on climate change and bring the voices of young people to the front lines. And so last year, I decided to further my involvement in this amazing movement of young people by becoming part of the leadership team here in the ACT. Today, I am one of the state coordinators for the ACT. This is such an amazing opportunity to be part of building a powerful movement, especially as we approach the next federal election, the decision from which will shape the future of our planet. So pretty important. Um, So AYCC has moved me beyond just being passionate about the environment. It has given me the opportunity to align my interests with real world experience and opportunity. I know that the skills and knowledge I develop and strengthen with AYCC are transferable and will continue to help me follow my deep-rooted passions for the environment and climate change activism. 
you've certainly done a lot at a very young <laughs> age. Uh, can you tell us about the history of the Australian Youth Climate Coalition, uh, how it was founded and how it has inspired young people to be part of the conversation on climate change? Yeah, so the Australian Youth Climate Coalition was founded in 2006 with the aim of building a grassroots movement of young people leading solutions to the climate crisis. As a youth-led organisation, the AYCC recognises the power of young people and our commitment to solving the current climate crisis in a system driven by profit and designed to disempower young people. Uh, since our initiation, we have worked on various campaigns, actions and events we have had many successes in our growing movement, including getting all four major Australian banks to rule out funding for Adani's proposed Carmichael coal mine in north central Queensland and pushing for Port Augusta to open a solar thermal power plant, which is now underway. So as young people in this movement, we have the space to be creative and innovative. And we also tend to get away with a little bit more being, you know, the youth of Australia. And AYCC has provided a positive platform for young people to engage in issues that matter to us. You mentioned that um, youth tend to get a little bit more leeway. Um, yes. Um, how is the recent school student strikes influenced by the climate change debate, do you think? So I think it is amazing to see school students from around the world uniting to demand political action on climate change. School students are emphasising the threat of the climate crisis and the need for immediate action, especially with their futures on the line, because they want to be heard. And while they can't have their voices formally heard in you know, elections and government, uh, these students, along with all of those standing with them in solidarity, have found other ways of raising their concerns and being heard. So today we are experiencing severe weather events like never before. We're seeing flash flooding, prolonged droughts, severe heat waves and bushfires. Yet politicians are failing to take urgent action to end new fossil fuel projects like the Adani coal mine, which will single-handedly take us well beyond the safe limit of two degrees of warming. Um, by striking from school, students are sending a strong and clear message about what is important to them and also bringing home to their parents the responsibility we all have to stand up for a brighter future for their children and grandchildren. We have seen key politicians like Scott Morrison come out against the school strikers, telling them that learning in schools should come way before you know, activism and fighting for what we believe in. Um, his comments were not warmly welcomed by a vast majority of the public eagerly demonstrated by social media, condemning his statements and showing support for these school strikers. The success of these school strikes has shown how powerful young people are in the movement towards climate justice and that education does go well beyond the classroom. So you mentioned that Scott Morrison was quite against these strikes. Yeah. How do we encourage politicians to support climate change and how can young people do their part to encourage this? A few years ago, um, I would have said that we need to be encouraging politicians to look beyond the time before the next election, so starting to look at the long term and the not-so-immediate impacts of climate change. But today, given the unprecedented changes to our fragile ecosystems and the increasing number and frequency of communities around the world being impacted by this man-made disaster, we need to take action on climate change now before it is well and truly too late. This man-made problem needs man-made solutions. People power has brought the issue to the governments, demanding climate change be at the forefront of the looming federal election and ensure it is on every single party's agenda. As young people, we need to mobilise people and reframe public opinion. 
Already we are seeing the impacts of climate change all over the world, and if nothing is done at government level, these issues will continue to be exacerbated. Young people are taking charge and being the leaders they wish their politicians were. Young people are disproportionately represented in democracy, so we have less power to influence politicians. Although we have limited democratic control, we can influence public opinion on issues relevant to us, and as we grow our movement, our concerns become the concerns of public majority, which in turn hopefully encourages or will encourage political action on climate change. On your website, you talk about the importance of diversity in socioeconomic backgrounds, gender, race, sexuality, religion and political views in your movement. How has the promotion of diversity throughout the AYCC benefited the organisation as a movement and how will diversity help in fighting against climate change? Uh, Great question. So climate change is an intersectional issue that does not discriminate based on age, gender, class, religion or sexuality, for example. Uh, While it does impact individuals and communities in different ways, it is crucial that we empower anyone and everyone to contribute to this growing movement. Everyone wants and has the right to a bright and prosperous future. Uh, As a young person, it is inspiring to be part of an international movement, challenging the status quo and the existing almost prehistoric political system. Uh, The only way to solve the climate crisis is through a huge, diverse and committed social movement led by those who are most at stake. It is clear that those who do the least to contribute to climate change are being the most impacted. One of the biggest benefits AYCC has seen is the huge contribution our sister organisation, SEED Indigenous Youth Climate Network, has made to our movement. SEED is a growing network of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander young people for climate justice. Being Australia's first group of its kind, SEED gives people who identify as Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander an opportunity to voice their concerns for land, water and culture in a society that continues to sweep their issues under the rug. SEED is at every stage of AYCC's decision-making process. AYCC benefits greatly from the leadership of SEED and other minority groups who are disproportionately affected by climate change and the lack of climate justice. To change everything, we need everyone. Solutions to climate change will only be achieved through working with and not on behalf of these minority groups, so it is crucial that we recognise the importance of diversity in shaping sustainable solutions to this global crisis. So, Hannah, what advice would you give to young people who are interested in climate change-related careers? Uh, So I'd say set yourself up well. Um, Extracurricular activities are great for exploring your interests and building networks, as well as skills and knowledge that are transferable in a diverse range of contexts. It is important to pursue your passions in a variety of different ways, including school courses or volunteering opportunities. I think it is important to remember that your interests in climate change don't necessarily have to take you into a climate-related career, but your skills, values and knowledge that you have developed should be applied to whatever career you do find yourself in. What can young people listening to this podcast do to learn more about and get involved with the AYCC? Um, With the federal election fast approaching, it is a great time to get involved in this youth-led movement. We need as many people as possible demanding political action on climate change because political change will come with public pressure. The Australian Youth Climate Coalition has branches all over Australia, which you can learn more about on our social media pages. Find your local branch on Facebook and get down to your local AYCC meeting or get in touch with one of our volunteers in your area.
Well, thank you so much for joining us, Hannah. And I think I speak for a lot of people when I say thank you for all the work you do. Uh, we really need it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for having me. In this session, we heard from Hannah Ford about how young people can lead the way in addressing climate change. In the next session, we are speaking with Professor Fiona Stanley, an expert in public health and maternal and child health epidemiology, on how unsustainable living impacts the well-being of a society. Urgent action is needed, and we want Australians to listen to these podcasts and discuss the issues with their friends and families. Around the globe, we've seen the power of people acting together to make our world a better place. We will be reaching out to people around Australia asking for their responses to the Big Five questions so we can present them to our politicians and get a commitment to urgent action on these 10 threats to human survival. Help us show our politicians that the people of the country they represent feel strongly about these threats and want action. You can help by sharing these podcasts with as many people as you can, getting involved in a small group discussion on the Big Five questions discussed earlier that you can get from the Australia 21 website and provide us with your responses, and supporting our small crowdfunding campaign, which will start on the 29th of April. The campaign will assist us in reaching as many Australians as possible and show politicians that we care about our future and the future of those who will come after us. Find out more about the group discussions, the Big Five Questions and the crowdfunding campaign at australia21.org.au under Survival Matters. I'm Mark, your host from Australia 21, and thanks for listening to Survival Matters.